Amen. Amen. Good morning. Well, you guys look good today. Look around you and find someone good looking. Just take it just a second. Find someone. When you find someone really good looking, look right at them. Tell them this. Tell them the rest of your life. All right. That wasn't very good. Here's what we're going to do. Look at your second choice real quick. Look at your second choice. Okay, don't try that. If you've ever heard me before, you've said this before, but I'm going to get you to say it again as much as I can, because what you continually hear, you'll eventually believe. How many believe the Bible? Let's just start with that. Let's start with that. Okay, good. A little over half of you. Wouldn't you hate to find out it wasn't true? That'd be horrible, wouldn't it? You ever thought about that? Like, what if God didn't really write all that stuff? Anybody ever wondered that? Be honest. You won't, you won't go to hell or anything. Let me see your hand if you've ever wondered that. Okay. Look at all those. I've been in church my whole life. My dad's a preacher. My grandfather's a preacher. I, did God really write all that stuff? There's a lot of stuff in there. I started thinking one day, you know, if God didn't write it, who did? Right? Someone had to have done it. Started thinking of people I knew. You got to narrow it down. You know, maybe my Uncle Tony wrote it. I don't know. He don't, he don't do a lot. Then I found that scripture there. If you don't work, you don't eat. I'm like, nope, Uncle Tony didn't write, didn't write this. I mean, if you just start thinking of people you know, you know, maybe my wife wrote it. Yeah. Submit to your, nope, she didn't write it. Yeah. How, how many, be honest, how many of you wrote the Bible, how many can think of like three things you would not have put in there? Right, they're like eight commandments. <laughs> Tithing would have been lower. <laughs> say 5%. Here's what I do know. No human being could have ever wrote a standard this high. So if God said it, I'm just crazy enough to believe it. And he said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly in the Amplified. I like the way it says in the Amplified. I never used to read the Amplified because I, I thought it was a girl Bible. But I like, I did because Joyce Meyer uses it all the time. So I figured it was for for girls. Then I read it. I like the Amplified because the Amplified, what it does just adds a lot of extra words to describe things for you. <laughs> Maybe it is a girl Bible. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, but it says that you might have and enjoy life, have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I don't know about you. I'm not saying life's going to be perfect, but I tell you what, that scripture right there tells me that the rest of my life really can't be the best of my life. One more time, say that. Say the rest of my life will be the best of my life. What an honor. Just let me say what an honor it is always to, to be at Res Life. And uh, how many love your church? How many love your church? Yeah, I just spent some time with, with Pastor last night. Just thinking, it's got to be pretty easy to love. It's got to be easy to have a heart for the house when you know the house has a heart for you. And, uh, and just his heart for this church, for you and your family is just amazing. Just to think of all of our, our, that our church has done. I mean, $47 million to help people around the world. That's pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible, isn't it? And uh, you're a part of that. You're a part of that. I just, I was just, as he was talking about that, just sharing, that was just amazing. And then my goodness, we could nine point, what, seven million would pay this whole thing off. I mean, how many like to be, hey, pastor, put me down for a hundred thousand. How many, how many like to be? It's not a pledge. I'm just asking right now. <laughs> People got nervous. Like, is this the offering? What's he doing up there? I'm just saying, how many like to be able to do that? Yeah, of course we'd like to. Our heart is to give. Most of us like giving. We kind of can't help it. It's just the way God made us, right? I mean, for God so loved the world that he 
gave. He was a giver. So giving is just kind of part of, uh, a part of who we are. And I love this, this uh, season. It's my favorite season of the year, uh, football season. And, uh, and I, w- I was thinking the other day, uh, I was watching a game and I saw a team come back in the fourth quarter and accomplish more than they did in the whole first three quarters, right? How many of you ever seen that? And it wasn't the Michigan game yesterday. It was a different game. It was a different game. But um, was this the wrong place to make that joke? Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, anyway, anyway, uh, so here we, hey, trust, I'm an LSU fan. So it, it, yeah, it's sad, isn't it? Seven overtimes. But here's what I saw. In the last quarter, this came, team came back and scored more than they did in the whole first three quarters. And I was thinking, here we are in the last quarter of 2018. How many have got some things you'd still like to see God do this year in your life? And how many know God can still do a lot in our life this year? This year's not over with yet. My goodness, we still got 30-something days left this year. He created the entire world in six days. Think what he could do for you in the next 30 something days. So I'm just believing still that God has greater things. The rest of my year really could be the best of my year. How many just agree with that? Just the rest of your year could be the best of your year. That God still got some great things in store for you this year, more than just those Hallmark movies, right? How many have to watch those? I mean, I mean get, get to watch those together with your wife. Isn't that awesome? I love those. They're so intense and you're just on the edge of your seat because you just can't figure out what's going to happen next. It's, it's, my wife gets so mad five minutes and I'm like, oh, I got this one figured out. Yeah. Just like the last one except the girl and the guy have switched this time. The, anyway, anyway, um, it's, good to, it's good to be here. Let me, let, I, was, I was thinking the other day, it, you know, layaway used to be a big thing. You know, you'd have every, you could put stuff on layaway. Now it's, it, 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 for a while there, you didn't hear about it. And just this year, I'm starting to hear about it a little bit more, this layaway. And I started remembering back when I was in, in, uh, in high school in Mississippi. I grew up in a small town in Mississippi. We were poor growing up. Uh, uh, we thought you're supposed to be poor because poor people go to heaven. That's what they told us. We did everything we could to stay broke. Uh, for Christmas, my parents would give us batteries, <laughs> toys not included, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and, and so here, here we are, and, and, and you'd use layaway, like if, if, you were, if you wanted to get something, you could put it on a layaway, you pay part now, and then pay the rest of it later. Like if you wanted to get your girlfriend a bracelet for Valentine's Day or something, you could use layaway. I never forget when I, first time I used layaway, there was a suit that I found. It was a beautiful suit. It was, it was one of those, this was the 80s. So if you remember Miami Vice, you remember Don Johnson? That, that it was one of those kind of Don Johnson suits. And, and I remember I had, it was a J.C. Penney's, and I had $30, and I put $30 down, and I said, I'm going to get that suit. And I started telling everybody, I said, wait till you see this. Don Johnson, man, I'm going to be, look, it's going to be awesome. And, and as I got the money, I was going to pay the rest off. And, and so I was telling everyone, you're going to love this suit. I can't wait till I get it. And, and I went in to make another payment on it. When I got in there to make another payment on it, the lady brought it out to me, all wrapped up, ready to go. She said, here you go. I said, well, I'm just making another payment on it. She said, no. She said, actually, a gentleman came in and paid your whole suit off and said to let you know that it was all taken care of. And I said, well, who was it? She said, I don't know. I I don't know who it was that did it. But he said, just to let you know that uh, if if you would always be generous, these kind of things would always happen in your life. And And I remember thinking about that. And I remember how grateful I was 
and how thankful I was that, that he did that. I, didn't, I never knew who it was, but it, it put something in me that I always want to be generous to others and I always want to do for what had been done for me to other people. And so I was thinking about that whole story and looking at Thanksgiving and, and this just having Thanksgiving week. And so I, I put together something I thought was really interesting with Thanksgiving. And today I want to talk to you about thanks and giving. Thanks and giving. Just two simple things. If you got your pen, your phone or something, I want you to write a couple of things down. I think will will help you and uh, and just kind of maybe speak to you a little bit in this whole thing of thanks and giving. It's it's the month we are thankful for, right? And in uh, in November, we're always grateful and thankful and telling everyone we we set aside a little bit of time to be to be grateful. But here's the thing: I think we should be grateful all year round. I mean, not just in November, not just when we sit around the table and tell everyone what we're thankful for, but all of our life, all the time, we should live with an attitude of, of, of gratitude, of thanksgiving. And, and I want to talk to you about what I believe is a continuous, a continuous cycle of blessing that we can activate in our life when we practice thankfulness. Because it all begins with being thankful for the blessings that you have. I mean, the fact that you woke up this morning, you could breathe. Did you say thank you? Or did you just take that for granted? Of course I can breathe. No, some people didn't wake up with that ability today. And so I have something to be thankful for already that I, just that I woke up, which, which thankfulness leads to, for me, it leads to giving. I, I want to give, which brings more blessings to my life. When you give, the Bible says he always gives back to you. And, and then when he gives back to me, I'm thankful. And because I'm thankful, I recognize God's blessings, which makes me want to be generous, which also makes blessings come back to me, which makes me thankful, which all of a sudden it begins this cycle of blessings in my life. You, you know that old saying, what goes around comes around. How many like to live in a cycle of blessing on your life, on your family, on your business? And so here's a simple way to do this. And there's two anchor points I want us to, to look at and explore. And the first one is thanks. We're going to talk about thanks and giving. The first one is, is thanks. Thank you. What are you thankful for today? I do a, a podcast every week, and, and a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the, the ingredients to a perfect day, to having a great day. People say, how do you have a great life? Well, I think you got to start by having a great day. If you can figure out how to have a really great day, just do that seven times, and now you got a good week, Right? Just do that four times, you got a good month. So it just really, if you could break it down, I like to make everything pretty simple. How do you eat an elephant? Just one bite at a time. And so, so I, what, what's one of the ingredients, five ingredients to having a great day? And one of them, and, and the most important one, I think, is thankfulness, gratitude, gratefulness for being alive. When you wake up in the morning, you develop this, this attitude of, of gratitude. And I, I use what I call the two-by-four method. The two by four method. And, uh, and I remember one time years ago, we, my wife and I went to some marriage counseling and cause she needed it. And, and so, um, I went for her and, and, uh, and, and the, the counselor was talking about the two by four method. I remember he, he pulled out a two by four and I was like, I don't like that method, but this is a little different than that two by four method. What I tell people to do, I said every day, let's take two things. Let's say people and things. And then I want you to list four people you're grateful for and four things you're grateful for. Every day, list four people you're grateful for and four things you're grateful for. And sometimes, you know, you, you realize you know hundreds of people in your lifetime. Sometimes you got to be a little creative after a while. You know, first you can say your family or your, your kids or whatever, you know, your spouse, that kind of thing. And then, and then you start thinking, well, what else am I? Am I my fifth grade teacher? 
right? Who taught me all the capitals of every state. That was good. I'm thankful for the, the barista at Starbucks that can make a really good uh, latte, you know, what you start, you start reaching, you know, I'm, I'm a member of the church of the latte day saints. And, uh, we worship over at St. Arbucks. Okay. So anyway, you, you start looking for all these things to be thankful for. I'm, I'm thankful for the person who's happy to see me. I don't know about you, but I'd rather be around people that are happy to see you. Well, they say, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated, right? And so, so I started looking, and then I started thinking of things. What are, what are some things, some blessings in my life? Uh, and that list could be endless. I'm thankful I can walk. I'm thankful uh, that I have a car, that I can read. I'm, I'm thankful that, that I can smell bacon. Um, you know, you start thinking of all these things you're grateful for. And so you, you're thankful that you have running water. My goodness, we were just in Uganda and, uh, and, and saw many people without even having running water. You know, just living in America, speaking of Starbucks, if you work part-time at Starbucks, you're in the top 10% of the wealthiest people in the world. We really are so blessed and we really have so much to be thankful for. I mean, even, listen, even if you can't pay your bills, be thankful you're not one of your creditors. Anyway, there's always, I'm just trying to tell you, there's always something to be, to be thankful for. You got a job, be thankful. My goodness, a lot of people don't have that. But uh, I was, a friend of mine is a, a neuroscientist. We were talking about, there's a new uh, term in business psychology right now called AWP. AWP means absent while present. And it's a business term where people in, in work, they're, they're there, but they're not really there. You know, they're on their phone or they're on uh, uh, Instagram or Facebook or something like that. When you're at work, you're supposed to be working, right? Not supposed to be on Instagram. They're talking about how many, how many, uh, now with a new update on your phone, how many Sunday mornings does it tell you how much you've been on your phone? How many got that alert this morning? Look at all those hands. How many felt bad? Like, oh, that's more than I should have been. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, so you, 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 when you're working, working, you're not supposed to be on Instagram when you're at work. I mean, if you're, if you're on Instagram when you're at work, follow me. But, but then get back to work, all right? Get right back to work. I've learned whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. Whatever you're thankful for increases in your life. Whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. Say thankful. And, and so with that, that heart of gratitude, whatever I, I'm thankful for and I recognize in life, because sometimes there's so many blessings and things that come our way that we don't even recognize that are happening around us every day. I always say there's miracles happening around you every day. They're either coming at you or going past you. You have to receive yours and, and, and receive it and thank God for it. We're, we're thanking God for a miracle right now that's already taken place. We don't even know the whole situation. We know God has got it. And then we can thank him for it because we recognize that. So, so what I think the real critical uh, uh, step, the first step in that and the important part is recognition. Whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. The other day I was at the grocery store, a person in front of me had a cart full of stuff. I had one thing. She said, oh, you got one thing. You can go in front of me. Thank you, Lord, for favor. You're like, really? You think God cares about that? I think God cares about every detail of your life. I mean, if you think about it, how many have, how many have children? How many have children in here? Do you ever get tired of your children saying thank you? 
Right, have you ever gone, okay, son, seriously, it's enough. I know you're thankful for your pillow, but you don't have to tell me every morning when you wake. I've never had that happen to me. I mean, and my, and my son is, is great. He, he's, he's a thankful kid, and I know he loves me the other day. that We were driving, I heard him in the back seat. He was just singing, you know, you're a good, good father. And I'm like, son, that, that just, I turned around. And I went, he had his headphones in. He was some, listening to something. But at first, I thought it was really a thankfulness is it's amazing what a little thankfulness because I had him at Dave and Buster's do y'all have Dave and Buster's here and you know where you play the video games and you can win tickets and and so I had him at Dave and Buster's he's winning tickets he's playing and winning tickets he'd won about 300 tickets and so we we're going to trade those tickets in because you know you get prizes right with the tickets and so we had the 300 tickets he's getting ready to trade the 300 tickets in because for 300 tickets you know you can you can get a, a pencil eraser Right, right. Best eighty-seven dollars I've ever spent on a pencil eraser. But anyway, he's about to get his pencil eraser. All of a sudden, this guy walks up out of nowhere and says, "Hey, I'm not going to use these if you want them." And hands my stunt, my son a big stack of tickets. We counted them; it was over a thousand tickets. Yeah, my son looked at those tickets. He looked at me. He goes, "Dad, favor." I said, yeah, whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. I mean, what does the Bible say? In everything, give. In everything, give thanks. You think God doesn't care about the little details of your life? I mean, think, he said he even knows the number of hair on your head. Think about it. Some of us, I know it's easier to count. But, uh, but that's how much he cares about the little details of your life. And when you learn to recognize, whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. See, everything you need is already around you, just waiting your recognition of it. A friend of mine wanted to build a pond on his property. He's like, I'd love to have a pond out on my property with a little fountain. I could sit out there and he had a nice piece of property. And so he, he said, well, it would really be nice if I had a little hill. I could put a little gazebo up on the hill. I could sit on the gazebo, look down at the pond, see the fountain, but he didn't have a hill. And he's like, man, I just wish I would have had a hill. That would have been great. And they started digging the, the dirt out to make the pond because they wanted to make the pond. So as they started digging the dirt out to make the pond, they started piling over on the side. Pretty soon he realized that he had a hill. He already had a hill on his property. He just didn't know it because it was in the pond. But once they dug it out of the pond, there was this hill. Everything he needed was already there, just waiting for him to recognize it. If we learn to recognize the little blessings that happen every day in our life, the little things, went to the restaurant, going to be a 20-minute wait, give me the pager. Five minutes, the pager goes off. Thank you, Lord, for favor. Really? Someone probably just left early. Whatever you, recognition is such a powerful thing. It reminds me of a lady uh, in, the, in the hospital on the operating table. On the operating table, all of a sudden, she found herself in heaven. And, uh, and, and she got to heaven. She goes, God, is it, is it my time? Is it, is it over? Is it my time? And, and, and God said, no, no, it's not your, it's not your time. It's a mistake. You got, you got 30 years left to live. You're going to be fine. Don't worry. And all of a sudden, she came to in the, in the recovery room. She came to in the recovery room. She started telling. She goes, you're not going to believe this. I, I had an experience. I talked to God. God told me I got 30 years left to live. They said, that's amazing. So she said, doc, I was wondering if I've got 30 years left to live and I'm already here in the hospital, I was wondering if you could maybe do a few things for me. I mean, I want to look good my last 30 years. So she's like, I want to, there's a couple things I like to get pulled and lifted and, you know, stretched and stuff. So I'm here. Could you go ahead and take care of me? He said, well, I mean, you're here. Might as well. So he went to work. He went to work, got her all fixed up, 
lifts and pulls and stretches and all that. She's good. About the day before she was getting ready to leave the hospital, she called in a stylist, redid her hair. I mean, she looked great. Next 30 years, she's going to look good. They dismissed her from the hospital. She was headed out to her car in the parking lot. An ambulance came by, hit her, and killed her. She ends up in heaven. She's like, God, what, what am I doing here? I did all, you, God, you told me I had 30 years left to live. He said, that was you. <laughs> he didn't recognize her. You know? Anyway, anyway, the law of recognition, the law of recognition. Whatever you need is already there, just waiting for you to identify, to recognize it. Here's the thing. If you don't recognize it, it could cost you greatly. For instance, the Pharisees didn't recognize the divinity of Jesus and it cost them eternity, cost them the joy of his presence. On the other hand, there was a thief on the cross that recognized Jesus as the son of God and he received eternal life. What you need is already there, just waiting for you to recognize it. Whatever you're thankful for increases in your life. So that pivotal place between just recognizing, and I encourage you before this day's over, find something to be thankful for. Find a, a little, uh, recognize some blessing that happened. Maybe it's the front parking spot at the mall. Thank you, Lord, for favor. Whatever it may be. And if you want to see more, how many want to see more of God's favor and blessings in your life? All you got to do is begin to be thankful. That pivotal place between just recognizing and seeing more is thankfulness. The attitude of gratitude. The attitude of gratitude. It's interesting. And, and I have to work. How many have to work at your attitude sometimes? Be honest. Like having a positive attitude. I have to work at that. All people say, you're just so positive. Listen, I have to work. I was born a pessimist. I mean, even my blood type is B negative. You know what I'm saying? So this isn't natural for me, you know, but it, it takes, takes a little bit of work. But I can tell you this, people who are not thankful will not see the blessings in their life that they really could if they begin to understand. It, it, makes, it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, why, why would God continue to pour blessings on, on someone who's not grateful for what they already have? Uh, I, I notice as I, I travel around the world, I, I speak several different languages, um, American mostly and a little English and some, some Canadian. Um, but, uh, uh, hey, <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, I notice when I go to other countries, one of the first things I do is I try to learn the word thanks. It's amazing what that one little word will do. The doors that'll open, the relationships that'll start, all that happens with a little bit of, uh, of thanks. Just when they recognize that, that effort, learn the power of the word thanks. I was in France. Merci. Merci. I was like, oh, merci. I'm like, ah, oui, oui. That's all I know. But they, they, they made a connection, you know. I was in Indonesia in February. In Indonesia, it's Teramakasi. Teramakasi. Thank you. Teramakasi. I had it mixed up first five days. I'm like, Teramasu. <laughs> they kept bringing me dessert. I gained a lot of weight on that one. But anyway, it's my goal this year is to lose 25 pounds, right? 25. Here we are, what, end of November. I've got 30 to go. <laughs> in, in South America, gracias. You know, South Florida, gracias. Uh, anyway, it's, it's amazing what the word thanks can really, can really do. But with an attitude of gratitude, there's two perspectives. With an attitude of gratitude, there's an outward expression and an inward thanksgiving. What other people see and what we know within ourselves. So gratitude means the quality or, or, or feeling or feeling of being grateful or thankful. So why should you show 
gratitude. I mean, there, there's some, I think there's some habits that you develop in your life when you begin to show gratitude. One, you start appreciating what you have instead of dwelling on what you don't have. Start thinking about all that you have. The other day, I got a new car, and I, I was so excited. I got a new car. About two days, I'm, 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 I'm getting gas. I look down, and there's a little scratch on the bumper. I'm like, I can't believe this. I just got this car, and there's already a scratch. I don't know what my wife did. <laughs> she said she didn't do it. That's what she said. Um, but I, I, I don't know if it was what, what might have hit the, the car. And I'm, I'm just sitting there dwelling. I can't believe this. This scratch on my bumper. I'm just so, I can't believe it. And, I, and I'm looking at, and all I'm thinking about is the scratch, how bad the scratch is. And then I look and a car pulls up at the pump next to me. And it looks like a truck hit the back of their car and shoved the trunk into the back seat. I mean, it looked like it was just smashing. I'm thinking, well, that's, that scratch isn't that bad, is it? Uh, and, and a lot of times we dwell on, on, on what the things we have, but some people, my goodness, if you just begin to look, to compare to others will kill your joy. So dwell on and be thankful for what you already have, what God's already done. Number two, uh, when you have an attitude of gratitude, you'll have more peace and joy in your life. Your outlook makes all the difference in the world. People who are thankful are content. They're joy to be around. Ungrateful people are, can be crabby and critical and just always complaining. Uh, another thing, being grateful and attitude of gratitude helps you uh, handle your challenges differently. Like I said, you begin to look at things with a more appreciative mindset. Like, thank God they discovered it early. Thank God my friend had the faith to carry him through. Thank God for hearing and answering our prayers. Um, maybe thank God for not answering your prayers. Yeah, I remember hearing that song, there's old Garth Brooks song, Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. And I'm thinking, why would you not want God, why, why would you not want God to answer your prayers? Why would you thank him for that? And then I went to my 20-year high school reunion. I saw my old girlfriend, I was like, thank God for not answering that prayer. My goodness. Anyway, Colossians chapter 2, Colossians, Colossians chapter 2, verse 7 says this, says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will be strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. You'll overflow with thankfulness. Saying thank you isn't tough for most people, but modeling a spirit of gratitude sometimes can take a little more, a little more effort. I mean, that, do you, you think, have you ever been late to work and, and, and that's the day all the traffic lights turned red? How many know what I'm talking about? I can't believe this. Every light, the day I got to get there, every light's turning red. But what about the day when they all turn green? Are you thanking God for those days? Wow, what a great day. Everything turned green. It was perfect, went right there. When, when, you, when you maintain a spirit of gratitude on the inside of you, an inward thanksgiving, it's, it's an essential trait of thankfulness. That, that thankfulness is the link between just recognizing and seeing more of God's favor. Because when, when, you, when you express gratitude, when you're thankful, you express gratitude. What do you do? You give. You send someone flowers. You give them a thank you note. Maybe you take them out to dinner. I see that gratitude always brings action. Gratitude always brings action. So the first anchor is thanks. The second one is giving. Say giving. 
Because when you recognize your blessing, you're thankful for them. And thankfulness is giving is the natural outpouring of thankfulness. You know, this whole tithing thing. People say, you know, is that in the Old Testament? Is that in the New Testament? Where do you find that? I find that Abraham started doing it before the Bible was even written because he was thankful. Abraham's like, God, thank you. I wouldn't have anything if you didn't give it to me. And he gave out of thankfulness. I grew up in church and we learned about tithing offering. Tithing offering, you better pay your tithe or God will kill you. That's what we learned about. We didn't learn the joy of gratitude and thankfulness. It was like, to us, like God was like the godfather of the mafia and tithe was like protection money. Give God's money, he won't break your legs. That's how we, I mean, we went to kids' church. They taught us songs as kids. You know, God will take it out of your hide if you don't pay your tithe. You know, that's how we, we, we learned. We didn't learn the joy of giving it just out of this thankfulness, which Abraham said, God, I'm just thankful. I'm teaching my little boy about this. And he had gotten $50 for his birthday. And so I'm like, hey, buddy, you got $50 for your birthday. How much belongs to God? He's like, it, it's my birthday money. I'm like, I know it's your birthday money, but everything we've got came from God. So we give something back to God. So, so uh, I, I mean, the, he said, this is my birthday money. I said, but it came from God. He said, no, this came from grandma. I said, well, everything really in some way comes from, from God. So I'm trying to explain it to him and he's going back and forth. And I'm like, boy, just give God $5. He's going to kill you. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that to him. So finally he gave his five, he gave his five dollars. So he had 40, 45 left. And we were at lunch a couple of days later. He said, he said, Hey dad, can I pay for lunch? I was like, Oh, this is awesome. He's got it. The spirit of gratitude. I said, yes, buddy, you can pay for lunch. He said, okay, let me have your credit card. <laughs> I gave him my credit card. He paid for lunch. He said, can I sign the thing? I said, sure, it's fine. So he signed the thing. He said, daddy, dad, what's a tip? I said, that tip's where we give the lady who's been helping us. We give, give her, you know, 20% to thank her for her help. He said, well, Dad, that doesn't make any sense. I said, what do you mean doesn't make any sense? He said, Dad, we've only known her for like an hour. <laughs> he said, you're giving her 20%. He said, we've known God our whole life. You only gave him 10. It's <laughs> pretty good for a kid. I was like... Man, but here's the thing. When you have a gratitude, out of gratitude, gratitude equals action. And that gratitude action is giving. And as you give, God gives back to you. This, this cycle of what goes around comes around as we give and we begin to pour out those blessings. God begins to pour blessings back. I love this uh, uh, scripture in Luke 6, 38. I'm sure you've heard it before. It says, give and it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will, will they put into your lap for the same measure you use? It'll be measured back to you. See, when we give to God, God directly gets involved in our life. I love this scripture. It reminded me of this the other day. How many, have you ever been, be honest, have you ever been too lazy to take out the garbage? Right, it's in the can there in the kitchen. And you don't really feel like taking it out right now. It's cold out and you go out in the garage. And so you just pressed it down a little bit. Let me see your hand if you, ever, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because when you press it down, what happens? You got more room, right? So you can put some more stuff in there. So you press it down a little bit, you add some more stuff. You can add some more garbage, more stuff in there. Pretty soon it gets full again. You can't press it down any further. So what do you do? You take it out of the can. And if you take it out of the can and shake it together, what happens? You got a little more room, right? You still don't have to take it out. You can sit it next to the can and put some more garbage in there and you can keep them up till finally you got to tie it and take it outside. And this scripture reminded me that when I give to God, he said, I'm going to give it back to you, press down, 
put a little more blessing in, shaking together. I'm going to put a more, more, more blessing in there until it's running over. That's how I want to bless you. And then he said, with the same measure you use, I'm going to give it back to you. And next week, we're going to have an opportunity to use some measure. Above our normal giving and tithe and offering our, our heart for the kingdom, we have an opportunity to use some measure. And so if you, he said he'll give it back to you. So if you give teaspoons next week, then uh, he'll give teaspoons of blessings back. Now, he'll give you more teaspoons than you gave, but he'll just come back in teaspoons. You could use a quart, you know, you can give some quart blessings and he'll give you quarts back. Then you could use some five gallon buckets. Uh, how many like some five gallon bucket blessings better than some teaspoon blessings? But it's the same measure. If I give in buckets, he gives it back to me in buckets. When he gives it back to me, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. I recognize his hand in this whole process. And out of my thankfulness, I give to him. As I give to him, he gives it back to me. And out of that, I'm so thankful. I recognize it's his blessing, which makes me want to give. When I give, he gives it back to me. All of a sudden, I begin this cycle of blessing in my life because of thankfulness and giving, recognition, thankfulness, blessing, giving. And all of a sudden, God begins to pour out things on my life I never dreamed possible. Let me ask you this. How many like to have more than you have right now? Let me see. You like to have more than you have right now. Okay, that, that's pretty much everybody. There's a few selfish people who don't want any more. Because that'd be pretty selfish not to want more. I used to think, the way I grew up, we thought it was selfish if you wanted more. Like people say, you want to be a millionaire? Um, I'm afraid if I was a millionaire, if I had a million dollars, I'd be greedy. I'm like, that's because you're greedy now. <laughs> like if you're greedy with a hundred, you'd be greedy with a million. If you're a giver with a hundred, the more you have, the greater blessing. You say, well, I got enough for my family. We don't need all that extra stuff. No, but we, we could use $9.7 million to get this building paid off. I mean, why not? Want, why wouldn't you want more? Why wouldn't you want to help? I mean, I was pastor's heart last night as he was talking about that. There's so much more that we could do for the kingdom of God. How many, how many ever had some debt in your life? How many ever had some debt in your life? How many has it held you back from doing some of the things you'd like to do because of it? And it's the same thing in the kingdom. It, when that holds us back from being able to touch more lives. And, and when, when you understand, it's not about a building and all that. It's really about the kingdom. It's about souls. Our heart for the kingdom says we want to be free from that so that we can touch more lives. I mean, think about this. What is one soul worth anyway? I mean, to God, it was worth everything, right? It's worth his only, his only son. And I, I find this. How, how many remember the day you gave your heart to Jesus? Anybody remember that one day when everything changed for you? But someone before you, their everyday generosity made it possible for your one day. That one day when everything changed. You're giving today, you're giving over the next few weeks in our heart for the world makes it possible for somebody's one day. That one day when everything in their life changes. So out of our thankfulness, we give. And as we give, God begins to give back to us. Two things I want you to remember. I want to pray for you. Two things I want you to remember today. And by the way, tonight, uh, how many want the rest of your year to be the best of your year? Let me see your hand. If you want the rest of your year to be the best, only, only people who want the rest of your year to be the best of your year should come back tonight. If you don't want that to happen, then stay home. But if you really want it to happen, then I would get back here tonight. I'd change your plans, rearrange your schedule. We're going to be over in the ground, ground floor. So it's called ground floor, just down the hallway there at five o'clock. And I've got a, a message. Here, here's what I found. You can go to the airport over here and there's planes flying all over the place. But until you decide where you want to go, you're still going to be at the airport. They don't sell your ticket based on where you're at. They sell your ticket based on where you're going. 
So you can't leave where you're at until you decide where you'd rather be, but you can't leave and get there until you have a plan. What's your plan? How do you get there? I found the planning all throughout the Bible. You see, they had plans for battle, plans for the temple. There was lots of plans. And I think it's a, it's a God thing for us to have a plan to get us from where we are. If you have some dreams, some goals, some things in your life, how do you develop a plan to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Tonight, I'm going to help you develop that, that plan. I've sat down with everyone from small business owners to CEOs to develop a plan of how to get them from where they are to where they want to be. And then we've seen them, some uh, incredible success in that. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about that at five o'clock at the service, five o'clock ground floor. So change your plans, plans right there. It is again. See, that must be a sign. Change your plans, rearrange your schedule and get back here tonight, five o'clock. Say, I love Jesus. And I'll see you at five, Dave. Okay, great. I'm glad y'all are coming. Two things I want you to remember. Number one, give thanks. Number one, give thanks. Start with recognizing the blessings in your life. Maybe practice that two by four method before you go to bed and reflect on the people and the things that you're grateful for. And then the second thing, real simple, give. Give thanks and then give. Give because of your gratefulness. Give because that attitude of gratitude, the blessings in your life, those blessings in your life make you want to give back. All the blessings. And here's the thing, next week as we begin Heart for the Kingdom, every one of us won't give the same amount. I remember when $500 was everything I had. I also remember when it was easy to give $10,000. different places, different times in my life. It won't be that we all do the same thing, but if every one of us did what God did for us and gave our very best, I believe we could go over and above what, what what we're believing for and be able to see so much more take place in our church. How many love your church? You know, I find it's easy to give to the things that you love. It's easy to give. You, you, you can tell where your heart is, your treasure is. And you give to those things that you, that you love. And so when you, when you give out of it, my wife, she's like, honey, you know, it's our anniversary. I said, I know. She knows I love to give. She's like, I had a dream last night. You were going to give me a diamond necklace. She said, what do you think that means? I said, when you open your presents, you're going to find out what that means. She was so excited. I gave her a gift and she ripped the paper off. I, I bought her a book on the meaning of dreams. And uh, I told her she's going to find out what that meant. I didn't know what it meant myself, but, but it's something out of, out of a, a, a grateful heart. How many are thankful for what God's done in your life? How many are thankful for what God's done in our church? And so out of that thankfulness, I encourage you to give. You know, that's what God did. He loved the world so much that he gave. You know, bow your heads just for a moment. We never want to close without giving people an opportunity to make sure that they receive that gift, that gift that God gave, that he loved you so much that he was willing to give his only son. Maybe you're here and you've never received that gift. You know, I found this, life goes better when you put God first. Maybe you've never made the decision to put God first in your life. You do it real simple by receiving this gift. We're talking about giving. God was thankful. He gave his son, Jesus, and now he's got a family. He, he, he gave a son, and today he's got a family. Maybe you've never become part of that family. Or maybe you're here, and at some point in your life, you say, Dave, you know, at one point, God was first place in my life. But if I'm honest, you know what? He's not right now. I've allowed some other things to come before that relationship with God. 
Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's finances. Something you've allowed to come before your relationship with God. And you say, Dave, you know, today I'm ready to put God back where he belongs. First place, number one in my life. If you're either one of those two people, number one, you've never made the decision to put God first. Or number two, at one point he was first. You say, Dave, if I'm honest right now, he's not, he's not first place. So I'm ready to put him back where he belongs. Number one, first place in my life. If you're either one of those two people, I just want to pray a quick prayer over your life. When I count to three, just lift your hand real quick. Say, say Dave, when you pray that prayer, pray for me. I'm ready to live a God first life. One, two, three. Let me see your hand across the room. Thank you. Thank you. Looking across the room. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Looking through the balcony. Thank you. God bless you. Father, I thank you for these that lifted their hand today across the room. Lord, I thank you that you don't just give us a desire to change, but you give us the discipline to make the changes that we need to make. You don't condemn us, but you do convict us. And you, you show us areas of our life, things in our heart that that may not be pleasing to you, but Father, you said if we'd, if we'd give it to you, you'd remove it as far as the east is from the west. Today we begin a new day. Lord, those that lifted their hand just turned the page to a brand new chapter. Father, we thank you. You said if we believe in our heart, say with our mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, we'd be saved. Saved means we'd be, we'd be saved. Father, I thank you. For those that made that decision, I want everyone in the room, everyone just to say these words with me. Say, Jesus Christ is my Lord. You talk about a decision that'll make the rest of your life the best of your life. No greater decision you could make than to put God first place in your life. You know, we'd love to help you in that journey. Uh, here at Res Life, we'd love to help you. You know, I promise you, you come here for a year, bring your family, you won't even recognize yourself. I like to teach a lot on another shot or comebacks. I can't think of any greater comeback you could make if you lifted your hand than to come back right here uh, to Res Life. Come back every chance you get and begin to grow and begin to walk that journey out with God. I think God's got great things in store for you, great things in store for your future. Amen. Can we put our hands together for those that made that decision today to put God first place in their life? You know what, as, as, you're, as you clap one more time, why don't you clap for them one more time? You know what, if you lifted your hand and you said, you know what, Dave, I'm ready to make that decision. I'm ready to put God first place in, in my life. I'd love to shake your hand, love to say hello to you and, and pray, pray for you. And we've got some people that want to help you in that journey as well. You know, if you would, could you come down here just for one moment? I'd love to pray with you. Can we put our hands together? Those of you that lifted your hand, if you come right down, you wouldn't mind coming right down here just for a moment. We'd love to agree with you and pray with you.